um, I'm, I'm rereading, um, you know, out of the crisis at, mm. at the minute. You know, one of Deming's 14 points is is about removing fear. Mm-hmm. So you know, we, we can't we can't have people being vulnerable in the environment. Um, experimentation, PDCA, is about vulnerability. It's about saying, I don't know. I think this might happen, but I've, I'm going to try and find out. So we we need people to feel enabled to be able to do that, to feel safe. What is up, everybody? This is Paul Critchley, president of New England Lean Consulting and your host for the New England Lean podcast, which as of right now, we are launching season three. So uh, applause, a golf clap in the background. So thank you all uh, for tuning in and listening. I appreciate everybody who's subscribed and downloads these episodes, shares them on social media. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you also to our guests who um, have all taught me something and I hope taught you all uh, things as well. Um, thank you for saying yes and for coming on you know, my little podcast here. Um, and I'm very excited to be here for yet another season. I've got so many good things. Well, I think they're good things, but so many exciting things planned for this season. Um, this is launching on Monday the 13th. Look for a very special announcement from me this week. I'm going to be posting a video uh, with something that I'm about this podcast that I am pumped about. And I can't wait. I almost want to do it right now, but I can't. Um, So stay tuned for that. Our guest to launch season three is none other than Paul Dunlop. Now, if you are not driving, if you are at a desk or someplace with a computer, stop what you're doing, go to LinkedIn. Find him and follow him and and connect with him. Paul is uh, somebody I've never physically met before, but he and I, again, have interacted on social media a lot over the years. The guy, right out of the gate, the guy knows his stuff. I love the content he puts out there. Not only is it uh, interesting, but it's, it's powerful and it's fun. One of the things we talk about in this podcast is... Um, relatively recently Paul started doing these kind of short little videos and posting them they're amazing I love them I I eat them up like bread and butter uh, and there's there's so much fun you can just tell he loves what he does and that's what I want to really try to accomplish through this podcast keep everybody who's a lean practitioner excited about it there's so much garbage <laughs> out on social media lately about what is, you know, what is right? What is real lean and fake lean? And you're not doing this right. And Nakao-san says this and Ido-san says that. And it, you know what? I'm, I've gotten to the point where I'm going to ignore that stuff. And Paul and I talk about a lot of that in this episode because um, it's not worth it. I've told the story before about a client who of ours that almost didn't start doing anything with lean because they saw a lot of that stuff online. That to me is the detriment. And that's why I try to stay positive. And that's why I like to bring guests on that are positive. Yes, you're gonna stub your toe. Yes, you're gonna fall down, right? There's mistakes will be made. But the whole point is, do you have a culture that's built on trust and respect that you're gonna have folks around you that are gonna help lift you back up? That's what we're going after. 
Paul Dunlop. He brings with him 20 years of management and manufacturing experience. He's an accredited Lego Serious Play facilitator, which I think is way cool. Uh, he also is an accredited disc facilitator, um, which is kind of rare in the lean community, I think. Uh, but he's done all kinds of, he's worked in a various number of industries. He, he talks a little bit about his history in this episode. But like I said, we talk about how do you do lean right and spoiler, however you do it. If it's, if it's improving things, it's making people's lives better, people are happier, then for my money, you're doing it right. Uh, we also talk about vulnerability, um, self-awareness, all the good stuff that comes along with building a culture that supports lean and continuous improvement. So as always, I appreciate you. I hope you like it. I hope you get something from it. I'll talk to you everybody real soon. All right, welcome to the New England Lean Podcast. And uh, I am honored to welcome yet another doppelganger of mine in the whole wide world, Paul Dunlop. Paul, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, Paul. Great to be here. How are you? I'm okay. I'm all right. We gotta. We have to coordinate with all the lean, bald Paul guys, so we can, you know, with like our clothes and our glasses choices and stuff. So that way, when when the world opens back opens back up and we go to a conference, we can, you know, we'll just walk around together and see what we see what trouble we can get into. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a team sport. So it sort of had the same thing with Patrick Adams as well. So I think there can be a Paul thing. But there can also be the, the the beard, glasses, and you know, close cropped hair. I'll say. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually know Patrick pretty well. He's a good dude. But wrong name. That wrong was, name. I know, but there's the P, but it's yeah, it's, it's just not the same. Yeah, it's close. It's close. So you know, <laughs> but so I always like to start, Paul, with a little, you know. So um, obviously, you and I know each other. I see your LinkedIn posts, which are phenomenal. I can't say enough good things. I, I love them so much. Um, so, you know, at the end and I'll link to it, just show notes. So when people, if they aren't following you or connected to you, they can. Um, but I'd like to start off in case somebody doesn't know who you are and what you do. Can you just kind of hum a few bars about your lean CI journey and how you got to where you are today? Uh, yeah, I, um, I just make it up as I go along, Paul. That's, that's what I say. Um, so my journey, I've been in uh, some form of manufacturing for 20-something years. Uh, my journey began on the shop floor in a, a food manufacturing business. I started out as a, as a machine operator many years ago and really just um, fell into manufacturing. So it's just uh, there's a lot of luck and not much design behind my journey. Um, but the, the company I was working for at the time was a, a Japanese company that gave me a an introduction an entree to continuous improvement and lean and I had a, a nice little sand pit essentially where I practiced and I learned and I self-taught and you know came across this cool philosophy and, and way of doing things and made lots and lots and lots of mistakes um, but also you know did some some really cool stuff and benefited myself, my team, my process. And I guess then I went on to other roles. I've been in functional management and worked my way through to sort of production and operations management. Always been a passionate lean person internally. So being the functional manager, but also the change agent at the same time, many of the businesses I worked in, I was the the only lean thinker and the initial lean thinker, which was, was interesting. Um, 
And six years ago, I jumped into the consulting and industry training space. So was very fortunate to, yeah, be able to follow my passion full time. Um, the last four and a half years, I've been running my own consulting business. Um, I work across all different industry sectors, but predominantly in manufacturing. And um, yeah, so consult, again, predominantly small to medium businesses, um, some, some large, some smaller. And uh, yeah, just uh, taking this philosophy and implementing wherever I go. So um, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's me. That's it in a nutshell. And that's it, it yeah. which I sort of kind of knew that obviously I had to mm. prepare before I had you on and it was uncanny how similar your background and mine is. Cause it's very, you know, except for the food part, but I used mm. to be a plant manager of a medical device company. I got my start uh, in automotive and we were launching a, um, at a tier one and we were launching a program for Toyota. And that's where, you know, I guess my aha moment went off because, you know, I didn't learn about lean. I'm a mechanical engineer, but I didn't learn anything about lean in school at undergrad. So, you know, here I am in an automotive plant and Toyota's coming in and they're talking all the, you know, they're talking Kanban and Kaizen. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, I just started learning all this stuff. And it's like you said, it's just, like, wow, this is a lot different because I feel like, especially here in the States, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, we're all mass production, industrial revolution kind of stuff. And it's, you know, we even to, to this day, you know, I think a lot of um, a lot of us struggle in that industry just to change that thinking, you know, because yeah. it yeah, is. Absolutely, Sorry, absolutely Paul. No, I, I, I say it every every single day um you know it's sort of think you know what what, what year is this where, where are we it's, it's it's 2021 and we still have command and control we still tell people what to do um you know we still have very cumbersome systems and structures and processes that simply don't work or make people's life very very difficult um so it's yeah it's it, it's interesting we, we were sort of making so many advancements in in so many ways in our technology in our society but we we still managed our organizations in in the same way that we did you know 100 years ago it's it's, it's interesting yeah so talk to me a little bit about, and again, like I said, I, I, I see your post, but for those who don't, uh, I know you're big into the people, respect for people, people development, right? So do you have any examples that you, that you would or could share that, you know, maybe you got somebody over to the lean side that was kind of hesitant, I'll call it, you know, not, I won't say that they were dissenter or resistant, but you know, because I, I, to me, and I'll, I'll lead the witness a little, which as a pod co podcast host, I'm not supposed to do, but <laughs> we're, we're friends, right? That to me is the, is the best part of why we do what we do, especially being external consultants. So I'm just curious, cause I, like, I really want to hear a story from something that you've done. Oh, there's lots and lots and lots of different stories. And my memory's like a sieve and <laughs> I forget most of them, unfortunately. But um, even this week, so I'm, I'm working with a client in regional Victoria. They're a, a growing business. They've grown rapidly, like 100% year on year for the last two or three years. Um, you know, sometimes with uh, rapid growth, there's many challenges. It's kind of like stretching the elastic band and the, the systems and the processes really struggle to keep up with the growth. And 
in this business I'm doing, so I guess, yeah, I'm a lean guy, but a lot of my time, probably 50% of my time is spent in the, in the leadership coaching space because ultimately I need leaders leading in the right way to enable everything else from a lean point of view. And, and probably a lot of the, the foundational work I do in clients and, and not unlike yourself is just 101 type stuff, business 101, getting structures right, doing leadership, all of those sort of things to then enable lean to, to, to blossom, to, to happen. Um, but this client, I've, I've sort of been working with them only maybe this was my, my third visit to, to the client. Um, first visit, we did some, some workshop um, around uh, waste and flow. All of my workshops are very practical based. They guys have a lot of fun, but there's a, a lot of light bulb moments in that. Um, I spent the next day with, with these team leaders just around leader standard work and starting to, to manage their time because, um, you know, what do, what do I always get is, is that people are just too busy. I'm, I'm too busy, Paul. This, this lean stuff's great, but, you know, I've got to get product out the door. I've got to deliver my service, whatever it is. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that at some point. So I, I need to help people create some space in, in their days. But um, I was there this, this week, so third visit, and I had <laughs> great conversations with three of those leaders. So one of them said, thank you so much because I've just I've grabbed this leader standard work and I've now created time in my day. So over two months, he'd, he'd worked on that. And he's, he's telling me about how he'd sort of started to let go of tasks, how he'd um, standardised the day for, for his team. So he's showing me that, you know, evidence. He's showing me documents of stuff he's done. He's saying, well, I'm, I'm able to come in a bit later and go home on time. And I've, I've got time now to, to think proactively, um, to work on my process and develop my people. And he's, he's beaming, he's smiling. Another one through the leadership conversation we had, he, <laughs> I spoke to the, the, the general manager. And so this, this guy had, again, through my, my conversation with him, and again, my conversations are like therapy. I ask questions, they talk. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not there to tell people what to do or how to do it. But he, he had the penny dropping moment, again, coming back to the respect for people side of things. He said, I'm doing this all wrong. Uh, I'm... I'm telling my people, I'm speaking to my people in a really not, not the most effective way. Uh, I, I need to stop. So, you know, he'd, he'd had that. And I think leadership is all around self-awareness. He had had some reflection and he'd stood up. He'd had a meeting with his team and stood up and basically said, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm really sorry the way that I've been interacting with you and the way I've been doing things and I'm going to change. And I spoke to his general manager yesterday who at a, a town hall meeting a couple of weeks after that had got up in front of uh, most of the company and said the same thing. And I was like just blown away by that, that vulnerability. And yeah, that, that was huge. So there's a couple of examples there. And then yesterday, you know, they're, they're a, quite a, they're a poly tank manufacturer. They, they assemble firefighting equipment and agricultural equipment and fit pumps and hoses and all this sort of stuff. And they, they kit their jobs. And one of the, the other team leaders had, developed and I posted it yesterday, a kidding stillage um, because traditionally they just dumped all the, all the kit on a pallet, which are, you know, big, big kit for, for big units. And he'd said, no, this isn't good. We spend heaps and heaps of time looking for stuff. Stuff gets broken, blah, 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 blah. And he created, yeah, fabricated this, this stillage. And he's going, right, we're going to try this. I'm going to go and talk to the stores people. We'll test it out, see what they think. And, you know, again, big smile on his face. So that was 
three examples in one client. I don't, I don't always have that. I don't always yeah. have that that quickly. But you know, just people. Sometimes people just get it and go. Um, so that's that's the good stuff. That's why I do what I do. So let me ask. That's those are awesome, by the way. And I'm really impressed with the second manager that you said was so vulnerable to get up and say, I'm sorry, because I, I mean, anybody who's listening to this podcast, you know, can probably relate that, you know, many of us have had bosses that never in a million years would ever do something like that. I actually had a boss myself as CEO. She told me once, never, ever apologize for anything mm. because it's a weakness. It shows weakness. Mm. Mm. And it didn't resonate then. And now, and this is uh, 16, 17 years ago, now I can look back and realize how wrong she was. But back mm. then I was like, hmm, you know, I'm like, well, she's pretty successful. And, you know, she's obvious, you know, she's my boss. So maybe I ought to listen. But now it's like, holy cow, was that like the worst advice ever? Mm, mm, mm. So let me ask you, in, in, so that's all at one client. Did, did those manager, how did you get, was it a function of your efforts to get those managers to those places or what role do their like management play? Good question. Um, I, I would say really, is it me who gets, they get themselves to those places. Uh, I think pe people have got to, you know, deep down want to change or they know the perhaps something isn't isn't right in their world they just need some i guess someone to to shine the light on those things and to expose them and perhaps to you know you, you gave the example of that boss sometimes they they just need someone else saying no there's there's a different way of doing things and a better way of doing things and this what this is what it looks like or what it can look like it's not a it's not an easy journey to, to lean in, to, to, to be uncomfortable. And, you know, talk a, a lot about vulnerability. Well, you know, I'm a big, big fan of Brene Brown. I, I love the work she, that she does uh, around that. Um, so, you know, I, I'm always saying, well, you know, any change journey, whether it's the, the, the change of the self and particularly in, in, a, in a lean transformation, it's leaders, my hard and difficult conversations happen with them. They have to look inward. They have to, again, go through that change process. It's tough. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's all of those sort of things. So one, yes, it's, it's having those sort of conversations. In that environment, they've got a, um, funnily enough, an ex-Toyota operations manager. So there's, there's fertile ground there. Um, so that that's definitely um, enables, you know, rapid forward movement. It's tough, again, you know, being the, the internal voice for change because that gets old quickly. And so uh, I think the stimulus has just been another, another voice, someone coming in again, you know, because I've got that operational background, my heart's still on, on the shop floor. I, I can speak the language. I can, you know, talk at their level. And I mean that with all due respect, you, you meet people where they're at. Um, so that, that's where we've had some success there. That's not always the case. Sometimes that, that journey well, it, it never clicks or it's six months of difficult conversations, hard conversations um, to get to that point um, and, and then we can move forward. So, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's always a challenge. You're, and I was going to ask if it was because when you said vulnerability, it pinged my radar 
because uh, I, I, w- I was wondering if that was a Brene Brown thing or it just happened to be in your vernacular. Yeah. We had Sabrina Moon on the show. Yep. And so, you know, yeah, she's a uh, personal friend of mine, too. And uh, so she had come on. She taught she taught me and I haven't studied Brene Brown much, but I knew kind of what her you know what she was going to going after. Uh, but she schooled us all up on that. And it's it is. And since then, I've I've made it a uh, point to go read and and learn more. And it's and I it's interesting because it's not necessarily part of the whole lean, you know, movement or whatever. But now that I'm looking at that, it's like wow, this really kind of is part of it because, you know, you can't, right. It goes along with the command and control stuff where it's like, you never say, sorry, I'm the, I'm the boss. You're the subordinate. You know, why is it every time I hire a pair of hands, it comes with a brain attached, right? All that stuff. And I don't know if you can be successful with lean or continuous improvement. If you don't have some amount of self-awareness and vulnerability in you, no, it's it's impossible, I would say. So, and it's interesting that you say that because I probably don't read many lean books these days, um, but I'll read books like that that I actually think are about lean. So I'd say, you know, Brene Brown or Simon Sinek or, or these sort of people, they're, they're, they're leaner books and a lot of lean books because they, they talk around the, the psychology, they talk around leadership, they talk about, the, the, I guess, the cultural traits that then enable continuous improvement to happen because we have to have environments where there's, there's no fear. Um, I'm, I'm rereading, um, you know, out of the crisis at, mm. at the minute. You know, one of Deming's 14 points is, is about removing fear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we can't we can't have people being vulnerable in the environment. Um, experimentation, PDCA is about vulnerability. It's about saying, I don't know. I think this might happen, but I've, I'm going to try and find out. So we, we need people to feel enabled to be able to do that, to feel safe, to make mistakes. That's okay. So we, we can't have continuous improvement without vulnerability. So it, it, it's so fundamentally important. And that's why we, we have to transition away from those old command and control structures and, and styles of management um, but because of that. Yeah. And that's, and, and like, I like what you said too, because I mean, I posted a video, it was a little, or maybe a couple of months ago now, because uh, I found anytime somebody posts something on Zoom and they have a background with their bookcase, I'd always like, you know, yeah. zoom in. I'm like, what do they read? I want to see what's on there. So I posted a video of my bookcase, which is right <laughs> behind me. And uh, it's certainly not all the books that I have, It's, but it's all the room I have in this space for that book, right? And the yeah. whole deal. Um, but to your point, it's like, yeah, I've got a ton of lean books in here, but I'm more interested and maybe it's our age. I think you and I are about the same age. So I don't know if it's just that. It's like, yeah, okay, I get that part, but I want to, you know, Brene Brown or Simon said, or yeah. whomever, uh, I just I just listened to the audiobook Blue Ocean, which yep. is older. You know, a lot of people had already read it, and I'm like, but I'm listening to that uh, as I'm driving to clients, and I'm like, I can see the same thread. But the, the you know the folks that wrote that yep. book, no idea what continuous improvement is all about. But you can see yep. the you yep. know the tendrils kind of all come together. Yeah, and I, I just read um, Jocko Willink's Extreme Ownership recently, and that's. That is, that's a, 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 an absolute tome of lean leadership. It, it's absolutely 100% all about lean. 
Mm. It's amazing. It's probably one of the best leadership books I've read. Just incredible. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we're still, <clears throat> still most of the lean community, I think, is just playing catch up around this stuff. We, we know this stuff's going on, but we're not really looking under the hood and understanding it. So there's, again, there's a lot of psychology and neuroscience and all that sort of stuff through what we're doing day to day. And, uh, you know, probably some of it's coming through, you know, Toyota Carter and we're starting to get more of a, a, an understanding there, but we, we still need a, a much deeper understanding to, to acknowledge what is going on because it's, it's fundamental again. Yes, we talk, it's, uh, it's about people, but there's some really fundamental stuff that's happening that we, we need to look at. And I think a lot of those books that perhaps or a lot of the, the thinking that sits outside of the, the traditional lean world is, is really important and, and very complementary to, to success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Paul, the other thing I, I kind of, as I was getting ready, I definitely wanted to chat with you about, because I alluded to you a little bit in the intro is um, the posts that you put up on LinkedIn, I think are, are, I can't, I mean, I I'm fanboying all over you, but it's so good. It makes me mad, you know, cause I'm like, ah, you know, a lot of our clients are in aerospace, so I can't, you know, videotape anything. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell, you know, who, who we're working with sometimes. So I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit of all, and you post, so the, for those who, again, don't follow her, you post a lot of videos, which yeah. I think are, are so great because, you know, other folks, and I'll pick on myself, you know, I'll post something like about TWI and I'll kind of talk job relations and JI, and, but video is so much better. Mm-hmm. So how did, did, is that something that you made a conscious decision about? Was it somebody had mentioned it to you mm-hmm. and like, how did you just come up with that idea? Um, uh, a couple of things. I, I, I sort of noticed other, other people doing it. Um, at the time, I was, you know, needing to probably grow and market my, my business. And I was sort of listening to, you know, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, and, you know, you can have your opinion on him, but uh, I think he's, he's pretty authentic. He, he practices what he, what he preaches. And a, a lot of his work was, you know, you've you just got to keep putting yourself out there. Um, doesn't matter, you know, how, how rough it is at times, just, just keep doing it. Just, just be disciplined around that. And that really sort of ticks my boxes to being, being a lean guy, lean, lean is all about discipline. It's all about repetition. It's all about practice. So th- there was that side of it. Um, the other part and talking about vulnerability was making myself uncomfortable, um, putting myself in, in that space. So I, I'm, I'm very introverted at, at heart and um, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it every, every day, uh, try and do it every day um, and, and just start. And so that's, that, that was the origin of that. Um, I guess as time has gone on, it's just really documenting the journey as much as anything. So typically my posts will be, the, the video posts anyway, will just be a reflection of what's happened through the day. So yeah, if I'm on a factory floor or perhaps I've heard something in a podcast or read a line in a book that's that's resonated with me and then I'll just riff on that and I'll tend to do it in you know generally it's one take I'll fluff words I'll miss stuff out don't care just put it out there and go and um, it's interesting I think from 
the start, I thought, oh, you know, it's again, vulnerability is exposure to the, the rest of the, the community. Um, and, you know, you get some interesting feedback when you, when you do that, but that's all good, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yep. but over overwhelmingly, um, it's been so positive. Um, you know, I've learned a lot. I've met so many people around the world that I've, I've now, you know, connected with and ha- have have catch ups over Zoom. And, and it's just it's just been a really really good thing. Um, it's, all, it's been good for me. It's been good for my business. And again, I've I've learned a lot and I've I've, I've met a, ro- a lot of amazing people. Hmm. Well, that was kind of why, and that's well, for one, I legitimately, genuinely impressed. So I did want you to know that. Um, That's the other reason I brought that up was because I wanted to tie it back to the vulnerability piece. So I had, and again, I had posted something um, a while ago about the fact that in social media in general, and even in our lean community, it's, you know, and you and I were chatting a little bit before we hopped on about how politicized, you know, so and a lot of things get even when they're not even political in nature. Mm. I wanted to tie it back to the vulnerability piece because, you know, I can write a post or anybody can write a post and it's just words. And then you get, you know, like you said, you get some people on one side, some people on the other. I wrote a blog post a couple of three years ago, why 0% of lean transformations fail. And I mean, you want to talk about touching a nerve. (laughs) There's some people lost their minds. I got like nasty direct messages, like, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll PG rate it, but they're like, who do you think you are? You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I I just post, like, I'm just giving you an alternative And yes. I will admit I use some hyperbole in the title to grab your attention, (laughs) but read the art, like read what I wrote. Yeah. And so, so when you do videos and it's you in them, that's like a whole nother level of vulnerability. So I'm curious to know, you know, and that's why I kind of was asking, it was, was that also part of your own personal lean journey? You know, cause you and I do the same thing. We're external consultants, you know, is that part of how you help your own PDCA cycle being vulnerable, taking a chance, and do you ever use that with clients to say, hey, look at what I did and that wasn't easy. And, you know, if I can do that, you can do this. Do you ever that like that uh, corollary? Yeah. So I've never used it as an example. I've never actually thought of using it as an example, but I should. Thank you. That's, that's given me a good one. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, look, I, I think I try to come at things with a, a lot of humility Um I will never call myself an expert. I'm never going to be an expert. I'm always going to be a learner. And, and, and that's good. That's, that's how I want it to be. Even yesterday, I'm just saying, guys, I'm the idiot in the room. I don't know anything. You know everything. I'm just going to ask some dumb questions and ask you what's up and we're, we're going to move ahead. So I, I think that's, the, that's always the way I try and approach things. Yes, it's, I think there was a bit of fear there from me going, oh my God, I'm going to expose myself in front of my, my peer community. And they're going to think, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. Um, and I think we all go through that. But uh, again, ultimately, as, I, as I've engaged, I've, I, I've been open enough to be able to take the feedback and learn because that's, that's important. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, yeah the, I, I get the commentary. No, no. Of course I do. There's, there's outliers out there. There's people who want to be nasty and 
tell you how much they know and how much you don't. And, and that's mm-hmm. fine. You get that in any walk of life, any community. Um, and overall, I think we all need to, you know, sort of th- there's way more common ground than, than not. And, and we all need to, to lean into that space. And, and I've seen that. We're all coming at this from the same place. We all want the same results. And we should be able to, you know, um, m- maturely have a, a you know, a, a, a battle of, of ideas on an intellectual level. That That's fine and no problem. It's, it's what it gets emotional and personal that, <laughs> that things start to, to change. You know, that contest of ideas type thing. Um, and, and, and again, we... Lean is very subjective. So it just depends where you've come from, what you've learned, how you've done things. Um, everyone's going to have their own different flavor of it. And that's fine. It doesn't and never has been about following a prescribed way of doing things. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, I mean, even for me, and I'm sure the same for you as a, as a consultant. Yes, we, I know where that end result is. I know what I'm, I'm gunning for. How I get there is it's very different every single time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this PDCA and all of that, because I know that, oh, that didn't work. Um, okay, I'm going to go again and move and go again and move. And, you know, that's just, just what you do every day. Um, but, yeah, just coming back to it, I, I think it's been, been, been good for me, been good for my personal growth simply to sort of tick the boxes in, because trust me, most, most 80% of the people that I come across say, yeah, that I've, I've been thinking that or, or I've been doing that. I, I try and keep things very very simple because lean is simple i'm a simple guy <laughs> um, and that's how it needs to be um so that that's where, where i come from i guess when i'm when i'm posting or when i'm talking i'm, I'm just talking to a, a small business owner i'm talking to a struggling manager in a in a business who you know who, who needs some help who needs some support who, who needs to know that they're, they're not alone and you know that other people are in in this fight in this chaos and I, I genuinely try to give some value. So if you can pick something out of what I've said and, you know, I joke with prospective clients, I say you could watch two years worth of video and you have it all for free. Mm. You know, there, there it is. <laughs> You're not going to get anything new from me. That's it. That's all I've got. Um, but, you know, the, if they can get some value out of that and they can go away and think about something differently or apply it, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. So that's, there's, there's a few reasons why I, I, I do it, but um, ultimately it's to, to give value and to make myself um, uncomfortable. And I love them too, because like you said, you do them in one take, you flub up words sometimes. And that's what I, I am a firm believer the longer I've done this and jump in if you disagree, but lean gets messy. It's like, and to your point, it's like, there's no, like we're talking about books. I got probably a hundred books behind me and none of them are textbook. So, you know, it's to your point, every client's going to be a little bit different. You know, some of them are going to love six Sigma. Others are going to be like, don't even, if you, if the letters S P C (laughs) come out of your mouth, I am kicking you out. So it's like, everybody's appetite's a little bit different. And that's what always, it, it irks me when people get all up in arms. Well, it's not PDCA, it's PDSA. And it, yeah. you're not, anybody that says, you know, quote, you're not doing it right is yeah. to me, like, like I'm done talking to you because you don't own lean, neither do I. So who are you to tell me or anybody, you know, um, we had, and the reason this came up, kind of recently is we have a client who we almost didn't get 
and they almost didn't do lean at all. They're mm-hmm. a job shop. And they said, you know, the GM, he said, you know, I always, he goes, I've read some lean books and he goes, it always felt like it was made for low mix, high volume. You know, if yeah. we were pumping out the same thing every single day, I really, really questioned it. And he goes, and then, and this is what got it for me. He goes, you know, I look online on LinkedIn and, you know, and, and you see what I call the Instagram version, right? It's perfection. Yeah. And, and he's like, I am so far away from that. I can't even see it. And that's why I love, like, again, your posts and your videos. Cause you're like, listen, this is what it looks like. It's, yeah. and that's it. It's like, we're not done. But this is, we made a good progress and you can do stuff, you can do it. And that's what I think, you know, and I'll tie it back to the lean transformation failure thing. I, I believe there are so many more people who are just trying and they're just not done yet. It's like, just keep, and I'm such a, a proponent of anybody that carries the flag of just keep going, just keep trying stuff. Yeah. If it works, keep doing it. If it didn't work, don't do it again. And just keep going. It's okay, right? right? It's okay. You don't have to have a project plan, you know, that a Gantt chart that lasts three years to get this whole thing perfect. Just go out on the shop floor and, you know, duct tape and cardboard, man. Just give it a shot. Yeah, that's, um, and I mean, that's how I spent (laughs) a lot of my life in factories, duct tape, cardboard, cable ties, you know, the whole, the whole bit. Um, but yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm just interested in better. I don't care about perfect. There's never going to be perfect. The whole essence of <laughs> PDCA is just to do, do stuff. You know, th- th- you know, obviously we understand our current state. We put a plan in place and we execute, we experiment. Most of the stuff probably won't work the way we think, but that's okay. Again, go again, go again, go again, and, and biting it off. And I always talk to my clients about, you know, we, we spend, and we can do that. And you talk about the the the, the vision of lean perfection. It's, it's kind of standing at the the foot of the mountain, looking at the top, and and it, it's overwhelming. It's too hard. How, how like we, we're here. We, we're just struggling to to get the job done. Never mind do this stuff. And so there's there's no point. And through you know my engagement with clients, yeah, I, I have to talk about Toyota. I have to reference Toyota. There's no getting away from that. But I'm not interested in that. I'm interested again from that Carter point of view. I'm interested in the way that they think. I'm not interested in what they're doing because mm-hmm. no one else is going to touch that. And, and let's be honest, you know. So, but how can we work together to make you a better version of you tomorrow? You know, that's right. that, that's all I care about. And then we'll start to to you know again. I like that the the Paul Akers approach of just you know fix what bugs you and, and all the rest of it. That is a is a great way to start. And then we can start to, to build the structure around that. Then we can start to get more strategically focused, all of those sort of things. But just having that mindset, that's, you know, that it's, it's scratching the surface, let's be honest, but it, it gets momentum building, it gets success happening. And I think that's a, a really important step. And, you know, if you never move past that, well, so what? You, you, you're working on stuff every single day and you're getting better. And that, that comes back to your point is that, yeah, may, maybe every lean implementation in, in some way is a success. You've at least touched somebody. You've changed something. Right. I don't know. That's just my, that's my take. But 
Yeah. I'd rather be on, I'd rather be on that side and be positive and encouraging versus, you know, trying to paint a picture of perfection. And it's always just out of reach for folks. Cause I don't, I don't find that motivating and, and it, yeah, it, and, and it's bullshit and it puts people off. Yeah, I, 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 basically. I, ultimately I'm, I'm a torchbearer um, and an advocate for a, a philosophy and a way of doing things. And I, I want to pay it respect and I want to do it in the right way, but I, also want to be inclusive and I want to make it accessible for more people because like you, it's, it's changed my life. It's changed my, my working life. It's changed my life in general. It's, it, it's a, it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. And I want more people to, to in, enjoy the benefits of that. Why, why, why would I want to exclude or, or put people off or, you know, throw shit at other practitioners? It's not, it's not what this is about. Right. Right. And again, come back to respect for people. You have people in the community that aren't respecting other people in the community. Why? I know that, that to me too. I was, I always, and I, you know, I'll text other lean, you know, uh, practitioners. I'm like, what is this dude's problem? Like what, this doesn't even, this is against everything we're all as a community we're supposed to stand for, but yeah. All right, Paul, I do always like to take a little bit of a break and do a, a little rapid fire round that I affectionately refer to as the wicked fun part. Yep. Are you up for this? I, I think so. Let's go. All right. I, I promise <laughs> it's not scary. What's your favorite song and why? Now, I just want to preface all of this. There might be two things with these questions. Okay. That's fine. You're, me, me being me. All right. So it's songs. Uh, so I'm a big music fan so i have a very diverse uh range of music that i listen to so i'm, I'm gonna say the best song so my i think the best song of all time is rock lobster by the b-52s because it's just got everything um probably <laughs> probably my favorite song is um sweatpants by childish gambino i love i love donald glover all right all right that's a decent pick i can't argue with you <laughs> uh what was the last gift you gave someone um <clears throat> flowers for my wife oh dude come on uh, see now my wife's gonna, gonna hear go this and more, she's more. gonna say why don't you buy me flowers there's no <laughs> other answer <laughs> touche good sir um tell me something about your last i'll call it real job full-time job other than mm-hmm. money that would have inspired you to keep working there um a good boss Hmm. usually what it comes down to yep uh let's see a couple more what'd you want to be when you were little i wanted to be a vet oh nice i'm a big animal lover so yes wanted to be a vet nice all right uh what's one thing nobody knows about you Ooh, um I'm a lover and collector of traditional Japanese tattoos. No kidding. No kidding. That's cool. Yep. And I, I noticed, are you sleeved? Yep. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. I got to do some catching up to you. Uh, last one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Mm. <laughs> Um, I'd like to hear God say you've lived a good life, Paul. That's that's it. Me too. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. 
<laughs> All right. We have a few minutes left. Is there anything, any parting words of wisdom you wanted to share with the listenership? Given it's a, um, a bunch of lean people, predominantly I'd expect. Um, probably. Yeah, my, my, my parting views would be, again, probably riffing on what we've talked about, but just, just, just do it. Don't overthink things. Keep things very simple. Keep them visual and listen to people. So if, you, if you're a leader in an organisation at, at any level, just be quiet, ask questions and, and, and listen, and you will find that amazing things start to happen from that. You know, we, we, from a lean point of view, and I think, again, coming back to that simplicity, you can read all of the books, you can really overthink and overcomplicate what this is actually all about. It's all about people. It's all about hearts and minds and, and enabling the, the biggest asset that we have in any organization, which is our people. That's what costs us the most amount of money, all of those sort of things. And we, we don't unlock that potential. And it's so fundamentally important that we, we engage people, we respect them, we meet them where they're at, and we ultimately just try and support them to make their, their working lives better. That's, That's it. what it is. And it's, it's funny that you said that. And I swear to anybody listening or watching, we did not set this up. Um, but I, that's in almost every workshop I teach, regardless of what it is, five S seven ways, uh, you know, employee engagement. That's as I go through the benefits of lean in big green letters, I say life gets better. And that's because ultimately, you're, I think you're right. That's what it's really all about. It's like, yeah, we're making product or, you know, the service and that's going faster and we're making more money and that's cool. But I get to go home at four o'clock instead of seven and I get that time with my family or I get to do something with my life that I really, really love. Yes. So <clears throat> like, like you said, then the, the, the financial benefits and the ROI and all of the other stuff, that is, that is an outcome. If we, if we get all the other stuff right, we, we tap into our people and engage our people, we improve our process, then all of that happens. So again, I think far too often in, in the business world, we chase the number rather than improve the process. And, you know, as we know, the, 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 the focus drives the behavior and yeah. So don't, don't get lost in that. The, 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 the outcomes will, will happen. Focus on the process and the people. Nice. All right. Well, with that, Paul, I shall let you go so you can enjoy the rest of your Saturday as we're recording this. So you're a day ahead. So thanks again awesome. for Thank taking you, Paul. No, I appreciate you having me on. That's uh, that's been a blast. So thank you. Yeah, man. It's and I'm so glad we get to hang out because I know we interact on LinkedIn, but it's just not the same, you know. And I'm hopeful, hopefully someday when, like I said, when the globe opens back, opens back up, we can find a conference somewhere and, and, and start our poll gang. Exactly. Good. Yeah. All right. I'll get working on the bylaws right now. All right, Paul, I'll let you go. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Take it easy. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey everybody. It's Paul. Before I let you go, I just wanted to say thanks again for listening. Um, you really made doing this podcast a very rewarding experience for me. Uh, I get a lot of messages from, from listeners. And, uh, you know, everyone has something nice to say, which I very much appreciate. Uh, of course, I'm always open to you know, uh, 
uh, feedback on ways we can make it better. I mean, that's Kaizen after all. And by no stretch do I claim to have got this all figured out. So if there's things that I could do better, please, by all means, uh, feel free to reach out and let me know. And likewise, if there's a somebody that you think would be a great guest, um, also let me know. Um, you know. There's a chance I don't know who those, who those folks are. So if somebody that you can help put us in touch with, you know, somebody you want to learn more about, certainly let me know and I'll reach out uh, to those folks. But um, I hope you find the podcast fun and entertaining, um, educational, and, and maybe even a little inspirational, I hope. Um, that's really what I'm, I'm going after with this whole thing. So thanks again. And uh, one small ask. If you don't mind, if you listen, you know, whatever your preferred platform is, if you could just, you know, subscribe, uh, give us five stars on Apple or, or whatever, again, whatever platform you listen to, it just, it, it helps, um, you know, the algorithms like it. So if you could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks, everybody.